Welcome back, everybody, to the Sons of Comics podcast, where we talk about everything comic book related, including movies, TV shows, comic books themselves, and anything else that you can think of. Everything that you've hidden in your closet away from your girlfriend, your 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 mother, and and your 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 very straight edge friends that aren't aren't as nerdy as you are. Everything that you've hidden away, that's what we talk about. All that stuff. So uh, today I have with me Cameron Monk. Say hi, Cameron. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Joe is not with us today. He is feeling a little under the weather, but we will uh, hopefully have him back. Uh, I think we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do another episode tomorrow, and uh, you know, we'll put that out soon. But it's been a pretty, uh, pretty heavy week for me work-wise. I don't know about you, Cameron. Uh, it's been busy. We've just kicking in gear with what we do. So, yeah, he's the bullet guy from the Bullet Farm. Yes, I, I work at a bullet factory. I'm, I'm quality assurance. I, I like to give my full title, actually, as quality assurance of volatile projectiles. Ooh, wow. that's Put that on a business card, man. You throw those around. People are like, man, this guy's business. I know. I think you've got to just make your, your job title you know, a little bit more exciting. So. Oh, yeah. It's, so. Uh, it's a lot more commanding that way. Yeah, I get a lot of looks of people just be like, whatever, you're just quality control. Shut up. <laughs> like, no. You're like, I deal with explosives, man. What do you do? How yeah, t- I'm important. Yeah, how cool is your job? Exactly. Get real, bro. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, in my work week, we just uh, – I work in marketing for those who don't know what I do. I work in marketing, and I market uh, certification exams for big companies like uh, Adobe, Microsoft, and – Autodesk and QuickBooks and stuff, and I've just uh, been putting my my head to the to the gears and the grindstone, trying to make sure that stuff happens, move the needle, so to say. But you know what? In the uh, in the world of of comic books and everything uh, nerddom, the needle is moving fast. This month has been so crazy, and it's just going to get even crazier. We are just like. A couple hours away from Daredevil season two premiering, and like, I, I I'm not gonna lie, I'm probably gonna be up to like three or four in the morning, like binge watching the show. I don't know about you. Does it in, really in a couple of hours? Yeah, seriously. It's uh, let's see. They said twelve. It should be out twelve oh one Pacific Daylight Time. So for us, that's one o'clock. That's one oh one. And then for everybody on the East Coast, they have to wait another couple hours. Or I mean, in comparison to us, they it comes out three a.m. for them. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to wait till tomorrow. I'm gonna have to wait till my wife goes to work. I think I'm gonna take a caffeine pill. You know, I'm gonna steal <laughs> one of my wife my wife's caffeine pills and just uh, sit up and be like, I can do this. I can hack this. And then I'll like show up to work and they'll be like, You look hungover. I'm like. <laughs> no, I'm not hungover, okay? I'm just tired because I was watching an awesome television show. Get off my back. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll just have my wife tell me to turn the TV off if I try to watch it tonight. So <laughs> so I'll wait tomorrow till I can, you know, have some me time. So, Oh, this is our me time right now because Cameron and I, both of our wives, work, the grave, work graveyard shifts. So, you know... Uh, we have responsibility over the kids, making sure the kids get down, and once they get down, the dads play. It's true. It is true. So you know, when I'm not podcasting, I'm I'm playing Battlefront, or I'm uh I'm doing, you know, research for the podcast because I don't do that at work. 
Um, okay, it's not completely true. I do that sometimes. Um, Lucky. Yeah, I do. Well, I mean, I sit in front of a freaking computer all day, so, I mean, it's going to happen. You know, you, you put a guy, you, you, you put a, you know, a hot guy next to a hot girl in a, in a hot room, things happen, so, you know. It's true. It's true. Nobody's, nobody's safe at that point. Uh, but yeah, so I can't believe this year has started out the way it has. Like, started out with Deadpool in February, and then, right. you know, now we're here in March, and Daredevil Season 2, which is highly anticipated, especially for me, I was just, you know, watching the trailers over and over again, and how stoked I am is, you know, I'm stoked is an understatement for me. Yeah, I I'm I'm pretty excited. I I actually just finished uh, season one like two weeks ago. Actually, you know, oh I, really? Actually, yeah, I took a break. So, <laughs> I, well, it's just one of those shows. Like again, you know, you're not gonna watch it in front of your kids for one thing. No, absolutely not. Not that but, show. <laughs> you know, let's be honest. I'm I'm trying to win Dad of the Year. So, but <laughs> uh, it, it's also one of those shows in my life's like, really, we have to watch this, and I'm like. No, we don't. We can watch Jane Eyre, I guess, you know. Oh, but. gosh. You know, my ah, I've been there, man. I, I feel I feel your pain so thick. It's like it's coming through because I know that. it's a, If I wanted to watch Arrow, my wife would be like, are we really going to watch this? And I'm like, no. And then yeah. I turn it I, – I go back and and she picks and she, watch, she turns on Gilmore Girls and I immediately have this – this this thought in my head if only i had my gun downstairs to shoot myself in the head with it for you know because i hate watching this show so much um i cannot stand that show like i (laughs) I, i'm an add kid and i'm easily entertained by a lot of things but that just is it's just so oh my god i'll consider myself lucky my wife does not watch gilmore girls you're so lucky (laughs) I am lucky, but she does love her medical show, so it's you know Grey's Anatomy and House. House. Yeah, of course. I'm like, oh, I can do House, but I'm like Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, oh. oh. That's if I'm gonna watch a medical show, I'm gonna watch Scrubs. I'm not gonna watch either of those shows. I'm gonna watch Scrubs. Have you watched it? Yeah, I have watched Scrubs. I, uh, I enjoyed it. So I I love Scrubs. That's my that's my kind of show. Like. I, that's a that's a guilty pleasure for me. Like if I'm not watching anything and I'm just like. Eh, I'll I'll turn on I'll turn on Scrubs. I'll especially yeah. turn on uh, Parks and Rec. You know, I'll, ooh, I'll watch yeah. that. Yeah. No, when she puts on Grey's Anatomy just to catch up with it, I'm like, and the sketchbook comes out. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I I have a oh. coloring book. I I have a I have an. She and I like had a date night the uh, last week, and I took us out and we bought adult coloring books, and uh, I bought a Deadpool coloring book from uh, Barnes and Noble. Freaking awesome. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's sweet. Oh. I love it. <laughs> so we've Gee. got our colored pencils, and we 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 took our colored our coloring books and our uh, colored pencils to uh, Red Robin for dinner. And while we we're waiting for our food, we were just colored. I felt like I was back in fifth grade. I was like, "This is awesome." <laughs> Did you ask for a kids' menu too? No, I uh-huh. contemplated it though. I was like, "This would just be too on the would, nose. I can't do it." That would have been golden and get like the waitresses. At- reaction on that they're coloring and they're asking for a kid's menu really we weren't even the worst offenders though because somebody else had a similar idea there was a there was a weirdo couple i i can't i shouldn't say weirdo because i'm probably just as weird as they are 
the this couple had their like DS they like both like both the girl and the guy had Game Boy DSs and they were like sitting there like not even looking at each other talking to each other playing across wow. the table from each other. That that's true love right there. I know. I was like this is kind of a magic moment right now. I've never seen this in in real life. I I've only seen this in super nerd shows. This is like something I'd see in Chuck or or in uh, uh in workaholics or something, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's a rare sighting. There's it's like seeing a polar bear or a freaking panda, you know, in in real life. You're like this is rare. Yeah. No, I I will be honest. I've never seen that. I've seen people texting on their phones, and I'm like, really? They're right across from you. Just talk to them. Yeah, seriously. Get a, you're get on, you're on a date. But, and it's kind of sad because it's like, well, gaming across from each other, that's okay because they're probably playing against each other for all we know. That's, you know? A, that's interaction, right? That's that's love, yeah. right? <laughs> it, it's kind of a sad interaction. But <laughs> yeah, I guess. It, it's better than you know going on a date with your, your spouse or something and they're just conversating conversing with someone else you know it's like hey we're on a date yeah you should be off of your phone yeah get off your phone yeah seriously slap it seriously get that get that get that get that phone out of my face yeah so this week i actually rearranged our date night for wednesday because we were busy this weekend um we're we're celebrating uh harper's first first birthday uh this weekend and my brother's in town because he and i are going to go see brian regan um yeah exactly like i said this month is crazy um, but yeah, we, we did our date night Wednesday and she loves softball and I love baseball. So we went to the batting cages and, uh, you know, we, we just, uh, hit some baseballs, That's you know, a good date night. it was good. You know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting better at my, my date night planning. I've been pretty, pretty awful, you know, for most of our married life so far, you know, we've been married over a year, so got to get better. Got to work on it. But yeah, this this month is just packed full of things, and I swear, Batman v Superman is going to ruin my life in a good way. Like, I I can't stress enough how much like time I'm going to spend like dissecting that movie and just watching it over and over and over again without ever like telling people because I just I want to be enveloped in that movie and everything. All like even the little reviews that have come out so far from people that have screened it are are making me optimistic because they're like it's super dark and I'm like check yes on my list check uh, Batman is brutal he almost takes pleasure in beating the crap out of criminals double check yes of course yes what else you got uh, you know it's uh, there's uh, Stellar performances from uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Thank you. That's a good check. I'll, I'll accept that one. <laughs> I can live with that. Yes. Uh, they said if you liked Man of Steel, you'll like this. Yeah, double check. Man of Steel's like in my top ten. I, I was gonna say, you know, I, I, I really, truthfully, I've talked to a lot of people about Man of Steel, and I've never heard anyone complain about it. You know, other than people that are true diehard Christopher Reeves fans, you know, it's like, that's funny hey. you say that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I loved him as Chris, as Superman, you know, to be honest with you, I was like, I grew up with it, but of course, me too. He's not coming back. I'm sorry. No. You know, if you want a Superman movie, you've got to find someone else. And you know what? Henry does a great job. He's fantastic. He is fantastic. He's got the little curl and, you know, Textbook. I got yeah, I, I got to give the man credit for getting in shape for it. I mean, yeah, 
he, big, he's super stacked. <laughs> yeah, he's way stacked. And I'm like, eh, at least it's not CGI. That's good. Yeah, at least it's not CGI. We're animated. Yeah. Now, did you hate Superman Returns? Did you not like it? Um, I think it had potential. I just think it. it my thing is, is if you're gonna make a comic book movie or or a movie based off of a comic book, make it follow more of what the comic book is about. You know, because, you know, with Superman Returns, there was some great things in there. You know, I did like the part where the gun is shooting him and you see it just bounce off his eye. You know, there were some there were some good things. Yeah, totally legit. I I, I just it. Let's just say this. If I'm watching a movie and I've got some popcorn with me, if I'm going through my popcorn like crazy, I'm entertained. It's a good movie. Okay, good sign. I. I kind of look at popcorn when I watch that movie and I kind of go, you're ruining my appetite. Superman returns. Yeah. I think I have a similar reaction to it no. and I, and it's not terrible. It's not no. terrible. No. And I thought like Kevin Spacey was going to do a great Lex Luthor, you know, but he's honestly kind of weak sauce. Yeah. I, 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 I maybe it's because I was expecting more because it's Kevin Spacey, you know, but I thought so too. Honestly, I thought he was going to be a little bit more menacing when I originally saw it. And that's kind of what I was expecting. And right. he wasn't. He was just kind of, you know, I'm a I'm a respectable businessman and I have this dastardly plan and I don't have to actually sound dastardly when I say it. And it was just, you know, kind of weak sauce. I, I liked Brandon Routh. Um, you know, this is one of his initial performances in movies like period. I mean, right. I uh, I listened to Fat Man on Batman, and he interviewed Brandon Routh, and it, oh, that Brandon Routh is like one of the coolest guys. Like, listening to Kevin Smith interview him was amazing, because he's just such a humble guy. He had humble origins. I mean, working as an actor is not an easy task, and I'm, I'm and I'm sure you you know you probably know that, but uh, he there were times that he had to sleep in his car, and you know he's he was tending bar like that was his job he was a bartender for a long time and uh you know he worked his way up he did a couple of things here and there and then he finally got you know met uh mick g and uh and and with brian singer and did that movie and i gotta give him huge props for just you know going all the way with that man that's it's no mean feat for that to be like one of your first things you ever do in movies to be superman (laughs) right no, and and yeah, I, I'm I'm not an actor, and I I sound like a total d bag because I'm I'm critiquing you know how this movie was and everything, but I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I I love him in Scott Pilgrim, to be honest with you. Oh he's man, he's fantastic. Him. You know him and him and Chris Evans; those are two of my favorite characters out of that whole movie. Really, you know, I I just I'm like that's the part of the movie I have to see. Is or Dylan Dog, even. Yeah. Oh, that that movie I love too. I was like. Wait, why didn't I see this in the theater? You yeah, exactly. Know? I was like, that movie's great. Like, when did this come out? I didn't even know it came out. Yeah, I was like, I caught this on Netflix once, and I was like, hooked. But yeah, it's it, it's it's hard. Yeah, no, he's a great actor. You know, and Kevin Spacey, great actor. I just, and maybe it was just the colors of his costume. I was kind of like, where's the red? Really, you know, what's up with this color it's kind of purple <laughs> it's, it's kind of a lackluster red it wasn't really uh 
you know. Yeah. I was like, where's the pizzazz? I want to be pizzazzed. So, but with with you saying that, does do you hate the Man of Steel costume, or do you think it's okay? You know what? No, I... I it's not so much bad for me because of if you look at Superman's costume in uh, New Fifty Two, you know they get rid of the red underwear. They do, and I I honestly like that. Um, they do the same thing for Batman actually with the New Fifty Two as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like they all of a sudden were like, wait, these don't go on the outside, you know? But but no, I mean his costume I thought was really good. It it it, it had changes in all the right places for me. I guess I could see that, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it's... I don't know. It, yeah, it just, it did it right for me. I don't have the words, so that's why I'm, like, stopping. I'm just going to stop right there. <laughs> I, I don't want to just, like, ramble on people who be like, he's not making any sense. Shut up already. No, I hear what you're saying, though. I think it it fit a tone and a and a setting that was created by, you know, where the suit originated, you know, in Krypton and... And uh, the the style that that Krypton people on Krypton had, and um, it, it makes sense. Well, and, and I know his like cape is digital in a lot of spots, but you know what? I like that it had that that comic book kind of flow oh, a the, lot of times in it. You know, yeah, I'm, the big I'm flow, like, love that, it. Yeah, I'm like that's that majestic Superman pose, you know, and and I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's I I think that's why I did it more for me. So you know, I. You know, and I also like that, you know, it was kind of like the origins, you know, that it's like they just kind of like, we're, we're going to redo Superman. This is how he becomes Superman, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but no, I mean. I thought it was a beautiful retelling in Man of Steel, actually, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, you know, oh, yeah. from start to finish, uh, Man of Steel, like in terms of marketing and the way they did the trailers and stuff. I had no idea really what to expect because they, they really only showed you a few things. And then when I watched it, the way they told his story, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I love the way Zack Snyder directs. You know, he's he's one of my most favorite directors ever. I just love what he does. But um, like you said, um, I liked I, – I don't mind the way they retconned his, his origin story. And uh, they didn't spend too much time belaboring – you know his origin at all i mean they're they would what spend maybe a minute or two per flashback and i think that's acceptable yeah no it it was good you know and and i think also it's because you know really truthfully we've only had one other movie that has really done you know the origin of superman which was the first one with you know christopher reeves you know whereas you go with batman and how many times are you going to see that alleyway with you know, little Bruce Wayne and his parents getting shot over and over again, you know? At least one more time for sure. I know yeah. we're going to see it one more time. Yeah, one more time. But I hope it's – it's. I don't know. I hope it's not going to be – 30 seconds at max. Just just keep it to 30 seconds or less. Just the gunshot yeah, let... and done, please. Yeah, let it just be a really quick flashback because, I mean, love Batman. Great, great character. But, you know, quit trying to – reinvent the wheel on that on that whole thing you know it's already been done we already know how it happens if you don't then why are you watching the batman movie really yeah exactly and i this is one other thing about batman that i've been hearing a lot about that i kind of realized i am so on board with this 
I'm I'm kind of sick of everybody telling the same Batman stories over and over again. They're all they 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 always go back to oh I want to do Batman Year One oh I want to do Dark Knight Returns I, I and they they want to stick to just these 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 stories these Year One origin stories or the Dark Knight Returns stories. It's just like you know Batman has some amazing other stories you can go into. You could have done the Killing Joke. You can do the Under the Red Hood. You can do Court of Owls. You can do Night of Owls. You can do uh, Hush. You can do all these wonderful, amazingly written stories. And you choose to do these? Yeah. You know, if I someone would... has done it before, would it behoove you to do something different? Is it right. that difficult? Yeah, and you know what? I would love to see the Hush one done. Oh my that gosh, yes. Although you'd that, have to bring in a lot of other outside characters to kind of pull some of it off. Right, but you could do that. I mean, but look at yeah. yeah, look at look at Captain America: Civil War. How many characters are there in that? Oh, I mean, in the actual comic, you know, there's everybody's in it. Everybody gets a shot. Yeah, you know, and and that's the thing too is it would just be it'd be epic. I mean, even. Uh, what is the title of it? I don't know. Have you read any of the new Fifty Two Batman stories besides Court of Owls? I actually haven't. I'm, I'm, okay. you know, I'm still working through them, but uh, that's that's pretty much it. All right, then I won't ruin anything for you. But I mean, even <laughs> the new one with the Joker story in there, I'm like, is that Batman that would... Eternal? No, it's uh, it's another like death in the family kind of a thing. Or is that Death of the Family? Death of the Family. Maybe that's the title. I think I, that's that's probably what you're referring to. That's yeah. another Joker storyline, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, so it, it's you know, but even like the Killing Joke. I mean, let's let's get in how you know the the fall of Batgirl in there. I mean, or more about the Bat Family at least. I mean, there's so much to the Bat Family and how that all that whole dynamic works between them all and. And breaks them apart and folds them back together. It's so interesting, and right. they're they're missing out on fantastic opportunities to uh, dive into some of Batman's other qualities that have been uh, lo- overlooked. Right, but no, going back, yeah, I would love to see a Hush rendition movie of it. I I just I don't know. That's one of those that I had to buy the trade paperback on that one. I was like, I was like, no, that one's. That one's golden. I'm buying that. So, oh, and that kind of reminds me. Do you know who'd be perfect for a darker DC universe uh, villain for Batman? Is Professor Pig. He yeah. he is so creepy and so like scary. Like I read his bit in Batman and Robin, uh, the uh, the trade where uh, where Dick Grayson becomes Batman and Damian Wayne is Robin. Um, and they go against Professor Pig, and I was freaked out about that, and I was like, man, that's, oh, gives me the chills. And then I even played against him in Arkham Knight, and I was like, gosh, it's like the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> you go into yeah. his his lair, and he's like cutting people up and, and, and doing stuff to him, and it's just like, oh my gosh, this, if this ever made it to TV, this would definitely be rated R, and yeah. my goodness, the, the fanboys would just, you know, they'd freaking lose their, lose their shiz, man. Oh, they would. Well, and that's just it. There's so many characters that Batman has that it's like, you know, why don't they do that character instead of the same ones? I mean, yeah, everybody loves the Joker. I understand that, you know, but oh yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm sorry, Arnold. You did a terrible Mister Freeze, you know, and 
And, you know, we've seen the Riddler, we've seen Penguin, we've seen Catwoman, you know, let, let's bring in, you know, Killer Croc or, yes. you know, any of those other Deathstroke you know, or and Deadshot, like some of these yeah. characters deserve to be in his his lines because they are they equal him, they rival him in skill. Right. And, and, and I mean, uh, it, it's it just shows, you know such a wide variety of Batman that he has so many villains, you know, I, I just, I'm like, Oh, we should show more. I mean, I, I guess that's why the, the games were so successful is because they tried to put every one of them in there. I mean, they were, I mean, a lot of people say that more, like more is too much. Sometimes like the more villains you put in is like too much and you shouldn't do it. Although when you, look at the Arkham games, it worked out a lot better because there was this big underlying story that you have to complete. Right. That drives the whole thing. There's a reason for all those villains to be there. You know, Arkham Origins wasn't a fantastic game. It was still a great, it's still a good Batman game, but the story of how Black Mask puts out a hit on Batman, which brings all the you know, his some of his original villains to the scene was genius. You know, it brought in oh. Bane, it brought in uh, Viper, it brought in uh, Deathstroke, it, it, you know, all these great names. Right. Well, and I also liked how they brought Joker into that one. You exactly. Know? It, it was great, you know. And, and yeah, I agree with you. You know, we, we have seen it where it fails, where you put so many villains in, you know, Spider-Man 3, you know, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, <laughs> you know. But, you know, I think if you put in a lot of villains, I think you just have to do it right. You have to just change it up a little bit. Yeah, you got to do it right. And especially if the tone isn't right, it's not going to fit either. I mean, I generally liked Jim Carrey as as the Riddler, and he would have been far better had the writing and the direction been better. Well, and the costumes for another. Well, yeah, that for sure. I mean, it could have been better. And you can't. You can't fault fault Jim Carrey or even Tommy Lee Jones for you know the movie being crap because it's it's not their fault. They're they're great actors. It's just the writing and the direction that you know can lead things astray. Right, and I I think really truthfully they were just kind of I don't know just not really touching what Batman was with those movies. I mean Batman with you know Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson that was pretty good. You yeah, know? Well, I think it's. I think it's more because, really, truthfully, with that Batman, he was kind of more of the detective Batman that you want, you know, where, you know, Val Kilmer and George Clooney, they were just kind of a action, you know, there was no detective work whatsoever. They go to a place to do a thing. Yeah, you know, it was like, okay, here's my villain, I'm going to go take him out. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, you, you get the one element of Batman, but you're losing out on seeing him as a detective, as a businessman, and as, you know, a few other things. They they, they kind of glaze over those things really fast and don't really give them the, the due justice they that he deserves. Right, and that's why I'm so excited for Ben Affleck. I mean, you're, you're getting that action, but you're also, it seems like you're getting that detective thing, you know. I mean, how else is he going to take on Superman without doing his studying on, you know, what he can do with that guy? Oh, exactly. I mean, I've I've heard rumor that, you know, he he takes kryptonite and he goes into development with it. And, you know, he's like, OK, I've got to figure out a way to implement this in my gear. And 
you know, use it against Superman. So he's got either like kryptonite infused gauntlets for the bat suit for the, uh, for the, the armor suit. And he's got some other tricks up his sleeve that he's going to use. And that's, you know, that's Batman to his core. You know, he's like, okay, I've got to figure out a way to incorporate this solution to my problem in my gear and, you know, use all my money to do it, you know, and my Wayne enterprises and all the Wayne tech stuff. And, you know, that's, that's what he does. Oh, of course. Figures out how to win. He had, that's cause that's all he has. You know, he has no superpowers. He, the only thing, his superpowers, his intellect and his genius. And then right. incorporating that with his, you know, mastery of martial arts. So, yeah. but, uh, back to man of steel. I'm, honestly surprised at how many people have told me they didn't like it or i mean not many people that i've actually told me it's just like i've heard over the internet that people had a lot of problems with it right and when they say the the thing that i hear the most is has a lot to do with jonathan kent being kind of an being kind of an a-hole and mm. uh i can kind of see that because the jonathan kent that you and i are probably more familiar with is a guy that is uncompromising in his values and his morals and his principles. And the moment when he says, you know, when Clark says, what was I supposed to do? Let him die. You know, let all the kids on the bus die. And he says, I don't know, maybe, you know, it's like, whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up there. Hold your horses. Just, just stop the presses. Right. Jonathan Kent would probably never say that in the comics. He would never say that. He would have said, he would have said, "No, you shouldn't have let him die. You just you, you got to be better at keeping this stuff to yourself." I mean, right. I, I, I'm not exactly sure why they let him say that because that just kind of flipped the whole Jonathan Kent dynamic on its back, and you're just like, right. "I don't know." No, no, yeah, I I agree that 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 part. I was kind of like, "What?" I was like, "No, really." Superman's dad's kind of a butthole. But. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. But what are, What do you expect from Kevin Costner? You're, you're yeah, just... he's kind of good at being the being the kind of the dickhead. Yeah. Dickhead role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I don't know. I I never saw too many flaws in Man of Steel or things that bothered me. Um, I pretty much thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it from start to finish. I mean, this is. One of the first times we got to see a very, very well fleshed out Krypton and a Krypton that everybody could enjoy like visually and conceptually. I mean, they put a lot of time and effort into it. If you've ever watched the uh, the special features, I just I was just amazed at how much work they put into it, like all the linguistics and the, the culture that they incorporate. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I'm one of those guys that I watch the movie and then. The second time I watch it, I have the commentary on. I'm like, well, why'd they do this? I want to know. You know. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I understand. I like that even better, you know. But but yeah, no, I, I agree. I love that we saw more of Krypton compared to even what the original Superman showed. I mean, it was kind of like, so they live on Crystal World. but Yeah, but this felt more legitimate, more realistic. Like, yeah. We couldn't really tell why their planet was imploding, but you know, when we look at Krypton and Man of Steel, you can understand completely why their planet is imploding because oh, yeah. of all the resources they've used up, and that's very apparent in in the the art and the style of of 
of Candor or wherever, whatever city they're showing us. Uh, and we even got to see, you know, uh, Jarell as a scientist. We got to understand his role as a scientist on their world more and more of Zod and his position. We get who these characters are and how that transitions uh, later in the film to uh, who they are and uh, with uh, with Kal-El, you know, and I, I was just so... I was just so thrilled by the by being able to experience Krypton the way we did. I mean, uh, I don't know. It's just really fun. I'm a sci-fi guy. I love sci-fi stuff. I'm, I, I I eat it up, you know. And uh, Krypton is definitely one of those things that I wanted to see done differently, and they they nailed it. Now, uh, knee-jerk wise, would you want to see a a a Krypton TV show, but it has to have Russell Crowe as Jarrell and and uh, Michael Shannon as Zod. Would you watch that? Now, now are we talking like a mini TV series or like oh, like, like an actual one, like seasons, like Flash and and all that? Full on, but it's like Full on if you keep the production value. All right, first off, I'm just gonna say this: I can't see Russell Crowe doing that. I think he's too too much of a guy like you know he'd be like i'm russell crowe i shouldn't be doing tv shows you know <laughs> i can imagine him walking on set i am russell crowe okay i'm gonna come out here just butt naked until you start making this a movie you know but <laughs> no um, i um i don't know if i'd really want it as a tv show i mean yeah i loved really? it yeah i i just I feel it would take away the special bond that I have with that movie in a way. And I'm not saying like I'm a big Superman fan, but yeah, I did like seeing how Krypton was and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm like, don't just don't overdo it kind of a thing, you know, maybe, maybe as a mini TV series kind of a thing, but I don't know. I, 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 I kind of have like a hard thing. I don't know. That'd be kind of like, how they did 300 rise of an empire. I'm like, we're just trying to make money off of this, you know, that wasn't another Zack Snyder. Was it? Did he do, he didn't do the second one. I don't think he did the second one. No, somebody else did it. Yeah. But, but I know that Frank Miller was a part of it and I just kind of felt like it was like, yeah, we made such a success off of the first one, you know, let's do a prequel, you know? And it's like, you just kind of ruined the whole epicness yes and i did say epicness you know i feel if you put a ness or it's a word yeah if you put ific or ness on something it just makes it that much better don't challenge cameron on this okay because he's got i've got his back because this is this is a real thing okay yeah yeah you know like like if you watch a horror movie if you say it's horrific then it's like super scary and you're like oh my gosh no but i mean yeah, I, I just feel like if they were going to do a TV show, I feel like they would just be trying to ride the money train on that. So, no, I don't want a TV series of it. Hmm, you make a very good point about the money train thing, and I'd, I'd have to agree with that. That's probably what it would be like. Although, I wouldn't mind seeing those characters, you know, kind of explore their relationship and their history more. Because no, they I, were supposed would... to be friends, right? So, I mean, right. it would be some interesting stuff. Well, and I would love to see a movie of it, but I think that's as far as I'd want to go, you know, but I want them to 
to actually take some time and actually think it through instead of, you know, let's just get this out while it's still popular. You know, I'm like, I'm like, no, it's, it's going to be popular. I mean, for crying out loud, how long ago was X-Men? I, I have to say something about X-Men. Um, I'm, I'm somewhat excited to see Apoc- X-Men Apocalypse, but at a certain point, I lost the X-Men fire. Like, after... I don't even know exactly how to explain it. There's only probably, like, one movie that I felt is, like, super redeeming for the X-Men franchise for me, and that was First Class. And Days of Future Past is actually pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say, I like Days of the Future Past, and I did love First Class. I loved... I even loved Hugh Jackman's little, like... Oh, his little cameo? I was like, I was like, no way. You know, I was like, really? This is great. I, I love it. As long, yeah, I mean, I, I loved it too, and I thought it was great. But, you know, if they keep putting out X-Men movies, I'm going to kind of lose a little bit more of my my steam for the for that franchise. I think the only way that you'll probably win me back is if you incorporate Deadpool in all of them. You know, oh, if you let if you let him crap everywhere on those movies, I'm just like, yeah, that's gold. That'll work. Wouldn't it be great if he just made a cameo in every Marvel movie made lately? I think it would be even funnier if he showed up in a DC movie on accident or somebody just like <laughs> stole the stole the film from DC and was like, ha 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 ha, Deadpool craps on your movie too, ha ha, you know, and just you know. He just shows up somewhere, you know, they're watching Wonder Woman kicking butt and all of a sudden Deadpool comes in and he's like, sup, babe? You know, just like some, you know, one liner awesome. and then leaves. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. I just don't think. Oh, it'll DC never would... happen. It'll never. Happen. <laughs> it would never happen. No. no Not no. unless they did a Marvel versus DC, which please don't. You know, do a do an amalgam comics, you know, go back to when they uh, when they crossed the crossed up the characters. Uh, that was bad. It was pretty bad. And, and I'll even admit it. I, I was like, well, this is going to be cool. You know, you're taking two characters I really like. And then I was like, I was like, what is this? What did I just buy? Mm-hmm. It's like, I just wasted money on something. I've never felt this way before. But, but no, I where were we on this whole thing? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, well, okay. Going back to the Superman thing. Yeah. We keep just, jumping back and forth here's another reason why i like the super the man of steel movie one my wife did not like the idea of superman she was always like he's too powerful there's nothing great about watching him okay so i get this little idea that i'm just gonna put it on she'll come upstairs you know and see that it's on and then she might be intrigued you know it was like 50 50 chance she's either gonna be like I'm going to go take a bath and just soak in the tub till you're done with your movie. Or she was actually going to sit down and watch it. And she actually sat down and watched it. And she actually was like, cause she came in halfway through the movie and then she was like, we need to start this all over. <laughs> That's a good sign. You were riding the odds, buddy. You're yeah, I was riding the odds, but I was so confident in it. That I was like, she's going to like this movie. I don't even care. She's going to, she's going to watch it. So yeah, I was like, bam. You know, Man of Steel, good movie. My wife wanted to watch it, so that's a that's a bonus right there. Dude, that's a total win. That's a win yeah. in my book. 
Especially if your wife's like, no, he's too powerful. That that it's he's unbeatable. That's just stupid. Yeah, you know? I've heard that from so many people, and you know what? I was one of those people too. I was in that club too. I was like, you know, soups is too. He's too powerful. And everything I've heard about like pre-crisis soups, all the ridiculous things that he could do, just made it even worse. I was just like, gosh, I, I don't know if I can take him anymore. Yeah, but I've I've heard that from so many people that like oh i don't like superman because he's far too powerful and i was like well you know watch man of steel i mean it's kind of redeeming for superman in that regard because you get to see a version of superman that when he takes a punch he actually takes the punch and it wounds him you know oh yeah it's nice to see that once in a while i'd like to see him bleed or you know you know get crushed and he's just like i don't know if i can continue on Right, right, right. Yeah. Also, though, I've got a friend, like, seriously and truthfully, like, through my childhood, this is my best friend, um, big fan of Superman. Like, he's not into the comic books or anything, but he just likes the concept of Superman. And I think it's mostly because of his heritage. He's Tongan, you know, and he's like, Superman's powerful, you know. I'm powerful, you know, and it's like, dude, quit thinking that way. You're not the Hawaiian Superman, you know, but. (laughs) yeah you're not wearing the red blue and and yellow anytime soon buddy yeah no but it you know he 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 loves superman for that reason is that he's just you know he's he's tough you know there he there's pretty much no one like him out there you know and and i get that i like that about him you know it's you know but i also like that you know he could do damage to the world to the people you know but he the the great thing about him is that he keeps himself in check you know you know he kind of you know i'm kind of like oh man you know his dad was a great person but i'm always kind of like what if he had you know uncle ben as his mentor kind of a thing you know with that whole great power comes great responsibility i'm like would he be a little bit different very true good point i don't know uh we, I mean, we do get to see a version of Superman that's a little different. Uh, if you've ever read uh, Superman Red Sun, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's far. That's a far cry from the uh, general story they tell about him. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, the old Russian Russian Superman. Nothing Man, little than that, so. It's quite the quite the story. Um, I even really like Lex Luthor from Red Sun. I thought I thought he was I thought he was great. I kind of like Lex Luthor as kind of the good guy in the uh, in the scheme of things. Oh, it's it's definitely kind of different to see, you know, what it's kind of that whole what if and and I I like when they do that. I I I will admit though, I hate when they do like I think that's the problem with comic books is that they've got so many different alternate universes and I'm like, you know, one or two alternate universes are okay, but let's not have like 23 of them or anything, you know, cuz I'm like, it just, it doesn't blow my mind or anything. It just makes my head hurt. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I, I'm like, because then I start thinking about, you know, how many different alternate universes of me is there, you know? I don't like to think about things like that too much because it just hurts. It hurts my head. See, and I do. I, I can't stop. I, I think of the weirdest things sometimes, you know? Well, that happens to the best of us. And, hence why I think you've got me on this podcast with you because I just... I might go on a random tangent. I gotta pick your brain. I gotta get those moments out of you where you're just like, "Who am I? Why am I here?" Exactly. My wife sometimes looks at me and she goes, "Where did that come from?" I said, 
I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Sometimes I go, it's my dad. My dad did this to me. You know, one day he just all of a sudden comes out and he asks my mom, what color headstone do you want? You know? <laughs> Great Not questions, man. He's just a truck driver and he went past a lot of cemeteries and he was like, there's a lot of different colored headstones. I kind of do that too. Yeah. I, I do that sometimes too. I'm like, I think about the, the weirdest things. I'm just like, well, what would, what would that be like? Like, yeah, exactly. Why is that? Who does that? You know, it's just these sorts of weird things. Yeah. But yeah, um, I I think Man of Steel overall um, kind of won me in in a few key regards, and like that, it there are a few th- things for me. If you do them right, you'll you'll win me over, and you know, I'll say best movie ever uh, for the short answer. And uh, number one for me, the musical score. Um, I love Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer is like my jam. I have a whole playlist that is just Hans Zimmer from movies that he's done. You know, anything he's done, I pretty much, you know, listen to the the best of the stuff. Like Interstellar, uh, Sherlock Holmes, amazing. Uh, you know, he did some of the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, he's pretty much in everything, though, like nowadays. He, he did, uh, let's see. What else is, you know, he did Man of Steel, which is obviously one of my favorites. Just loved right. it. And uh, something that he he accomplished that Warner Brothers is particularly good at, as opposed to Marvel, is creating very, very, very memorable scores. Right. Like, I can't tell you, I couldn't name off the top of my head, really, any musical score from a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie that has stuck with me that I constantly think about or can bring to that I can recall on spot you know the only one that really does it that I can do it with is Iron Man because Iron Man 1 had a distinct sound and theme to the music that is memorable other than that it, I, don't, I don't see it but you can go back and and you, I can think off the top of my head what the Superman the original Superman theme was you know Christopher Reeve you know oh, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's easy. Can't really do that with any of the Marvel movies. Uh, and 1989 Batman, excellent score. Excellent score. True. Danny Elfman, classic. Um, and then, you know, Man of Steel, I felt like it fit him perfectly well. It, it, it felt like a... The sound was meant to explain his transition from being from being this simple farm boy to being the man of steel. You know, it starts out with the you know, the quiet piano and the, the, the somber sound of 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 being average and then it kind of rises and grows and it's it's all rise after that and it's beautiful. So right. watching this movie for the first time, I was just like my gosh, this music is just rocking my world right now. It's it's messing with my emotions and it's it's pushing me from side to side. And I I like that. I like when a movie can do that to me, and I'm all for it. So I don't know if that's that way for you. If, if music no, makes a huge difference, no, for you. Mu- music is a big thing for me as well. I mean, basically, I, I I can't say what type of music I love. I love all different types. I mean, especially when it comes to me doing art, I mean, 
you could ask anyone that has sat with me drawing in my studio, you know, uh, one day it might be the blues and I'm not talking like blues now I'm talking like John Lee hooker and BB King and all that stuff. Or, you know, one day I'm just feeling, you know what I want classical or, you know, I want movie scores, you know, and, and then all of a sudden my star Wars, my Indiana Jones, um, you know, Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, all those epic movies, Last of the Mohicans, you know, all those soundtracks, you know, yeah, you, it, you know, it just kind of, it hits you in the chest somehow, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I get that feeling too. You know, and it just fills you with the emotions and you got to find the right music to fill you with the right emotions when you draw in, in my aspects, you know, cause, cause if I'm listening to something that's soft and everything and I'm drawing something kind of scary, I, I'm just not going to fill it. No, it's got to fit the mood. Yeah, you got to yeah. have the right music for the, so, for the, for the, yeah, for the drawing. So definitely, you need the right type of music for for a movie. And Man of Steel had it, you know, had it at the right points, you know, whether, you know, like you said, when it was, you know, here, here's this guy and he's turning into Superman, you know, it just changes drastic, you know. So no, I'm right there with you on that. Yeah. So music, huge. Huge factor for me, especially with Man of Steel. It was one of the first times that I felt like DC was making a huge move in a positive direction in terms of like a cinematic universe. And I knew it would be. I knew this would be the starting point, but I just hoped that it would carry through. Uh, the second, uh, a lot of people kind of have a problem with DC's darker universe. I do not. I have no problem with that. In fact, I, I much prefer it. And it's not that I don't like Marvel's lighter take on things for the most part. I think Marvel should just keep doing that because it works for them. And if DC keeps doing the dark thing and it works for them, everybody wins. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. In my opinion. And so this movie kind of had a darker feel overall. You know, it was more gritty, more surrealistic gritty in a way. You know, everything just is so... So real. Everything's so overcast. That's how I would describe a lot of DC's movies that are upcoming. There's, it's going to feel overcast, right? In a, in a in a mood sort of way, and this movie definitely did it. Um, it carried that sort of tone with it the whole time. You know, uh, things are tense. I love tense. I love tenseness in a movie. I want to. I want to feel that in in a movie and. If, uh, if if Batman v Superman keeps those sorts of things, it's going to, like I said, it's going to rule my whole world practically. But uh, Man of Steel definitely kept this, this dark tone. And that dark tone of the visual effects carried into the music as well. So Hans Zimmer, I guess, must have either seen that or been told you know, what they're going for. And that carried through. Right. But... Um, I don't know. Does does tone make a huge difference for you? I mean, I don't know how how you feel about Marvel movies versus the the DC cinematic universe coming. No, there there's definitely a difference in tone. There there's more there's more of a dark darkness to what DC has compared to the the colorful, you know, variations that Marvel has, you know. And 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 I think it's more well, you can't really say it with Superman cuz his costumes, you know, primary colors and everything but they do it in a way to where it darkens it a little you know where you know spider-man is very vibrant with his blue and red kind of a thing you know but you know they they have such a bright backdrop to a marvel movie compared to what dc has 
you know. But I also wonder, is it mostly because, you know, like with the Batman movies, it's mostly in the dark, though? I mean, it's mostly it's mostly shots at night kind of thing of what you see. Yeah. And I think for Batman, that generally fits because, you know, he doesn't really do most of his work during the daytime. You know, when he's in the bat suit, it's mostly at night. But right. Um, and that makes sense. But right. yeah, I, I yeah, I'm right on board with you there. I would have to say what really does it for me is I love cinematography kind of stuff. I love what angles you get from the camera on, on a scene, you know, whether, whether it be from above, below, to the side, that kind of thing. You know, if you make it interesting with that kind of a view, then, then you've got my attention, you know. And Man of Steel did that in a lot of parts, you know, with, you know, even, even with the fight scenes, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, there, there was some great, great angles in, in how it was all pictured, all, all, how it was all caught. So. Yep, I'm, I'm agreeing with you there for sure because uh, the fight scenes definitely took it to a level that I, I was hoping for even before I saw the movie. And, I, and we've kind of uh, run this point over with the, with the lawnmower and with the, with the steamroller. But, you know, parts of uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy just – are are kind of subpar in terms of their fight scenes because you don't really even see anything. You hardly see anything. And Zack right. Snyder is a master at filming fight scenes. Right. And not only that, but like giving you these gorgeous views of things and perspectives, like you said, that he gets the right angles at the right times and he puts things in a way that you can you can see them. Uh see them uh, in a full view, so to say. I mean, look at look at Watchmen. Had a great my favorite is the uh, the prison fight scene with uh, Night Owl two and Silver Spectre. Right. Where they just take a whole bunch of dudes down in the prison. Excellent right. filming. You can see everything, and that's what you want to see. Or even in the alleyway when they're breaking guys' bones, like that that gang. Oh yeah. Oh, graphic. Loved it. Oof. Uh, that's my eyes. Oof. I would say. Other than Zack Snyder, another person I love is Guy Ritchie, the way he, he does cinematography. I just – I'm like, if they couldn't have had Zack Snyder, I was like, Guy Ritchie for the fight scenes, please, just at least that. you know, Just what he did in like the movie Snatch or even the Sherlock Holmes you know, with that slow motion kind of a thing going, I'm like, that would have been good in some parts even. Did you like uh, Man from U.N.C.L.E.? You know, I did like The Man from Uncle. And and I tried watching the TV show and I didn't like the TV show. <laughs> Some shows are just not meant to be watched, you know. But I I actually really enjoyed that and there's another movie I liked Henry and, you know, he did a great job in that. It you know, his I, I was like give that man kudos for how he acted in that compared to being Superman, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, I I enjoyed The Man from Uncle. But. I knew I would like it. I've I've liked Guy Ritchie's stuff up to this point, and um, you know I had no reason to doubt him. And Man from Uncle's is a great movie. Yeah, I was gonna say if 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 I had to pick someone to direct my life, I think I would choose Guy Ritchie. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> He's great. Yeah. Um, other than that, like, what else did you like about Man of Steel, or what else did you have problems with? Um. Besides the fact that he snapped Zod's neck. Oh, so you didn't like that. Well, it, it's kind of different to me for Superman. I mean, 
yeah, I can I can see the struggle. You know, do do I kill another person that's from my planet to make me you know pretty much alone, or do I save these people? And I'm just kind of like, I thought there could have been an option C, you know, because it's like he had him, he had him in the right spot. He was mostly in control. There's no way that you know Zod was going to get them. I felt it was like, but I don't know. It's it's just it's kind of like the whole. I mean, really, truthfully, other than Doomsday. Who does Superman kill? Yeah, you're right. Exactly. He's uh, many times over. We've heard the phrase that, you know, Clark Kent Superman doesn't. He 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 bruises and he and he breaks, but he doesn't kill. Right. Know? Exactly. And I think I think that was just kind of. I mean, and and I'm not going to say the movie sucked just because of that one little part. No, the movie was great. You know, I just wish they would have kind of done something different with that part. You know, because I, I felt Zod was too good of a villain to just kill off you know i'm like there's so much more you can do with zod you know i actually liked his character a lot you know he was kind of that military arrogant butthead that you know you just i don't know he was great that you hated him in a way yeah i mean you like to hate him you know i i enjoy a good villain that makes me hate them yeah you know you know we, we like that one of my favorite villains is uh, Reverse Flash because Reverse Flash, he torments Barry Allen Flash in a way that, you know, you're just like, I hate that guy so much, but I like the fact that I can hate him because he's so good at being bad. Right. And, and I think that's what people want is they want a villain that they can hate, you know, someone that they want to hate, not not someone that they're like, don't kill him. I like him too much. And yeah, I'm going off of what I said. You know, I didn't want him to die because not not so much that I didn't. Okay, let me stop. I'm <laughs> over my own tongue. Well, you know, you're not alone. You're not alone in your feelings about you know the next snapping. A lot of people had problems with that, and um, apparently, Batman v Superman's gonna have something to kind of remedy that or justify that in a in a real a very real way, which I'm right. interested to see. But, um. I was caught off guard by the whole neck snapping thing, but I didn't feel like it was out of place. I mean, comic-wise, it, it it might be, but for the movie, I felt like it felt it felt needed or it felt justified. And with the tone of the movie being so dark, you yeah. know, we someone I don't remember who said it, but we love going to movies and watching the the characters we love most in pain. We love to see them in pain. And that was a moment where I felt like they had to they had to take Superman and break his spirit, sort of make him feel it. You know, there's right. no there was no winning without the the give and take somewhere where he's gonna he has to lose something. Right. You know, and th- and this was him losing his his grip on you know. I, I won't kill, I won't, I'll be this perfect thing, and, you know, you can't win everything all the time. And even though he saved the city and he stopped Zod, he had to kill him. And I, I'm probably alone in my feelings, but I, I felt like the, the next snapping was, was um, it wasn't unjustified for me. I don't know. No, I don't think you're alone in your feelings. I, 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 I... 
greatly see your point of view and and I can agree with you. I I just that that's the one thing I worry about this Batman and Superman is that you see Zod in there and I'm like, you know what, he's dead. Don't try and bring him back. You know. You know, dead is dead. Let 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 the characters that die just stay dead. Don't don't try and do the resurrecting thing. That was the one problem I had with Harry Potter. I was like, you know, you hear he's supposed to die and then all of a sudden you put in this kind of Jesus effect and it's like you screwed it all up. Thanks a lot. Well, that's the problem I have with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is they they don't know how to let a character die. They exactly. won't do it. Exactly. And it's annoying. It's like, okay, you killed Coulson and then you brought him back to life in a TV show. Okay, I love Clark Gregg and I think he's a great actor and I love his character as Phil Coulson. He's awesome. But why? I mean, why yeah. can't you let dead be dead? I mean, it, it there's nothing wrong with that. The, the catharsis of people experiencing death in a way that is helpful instead of harmful to the audience is completely justified. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with killing a a character that you have come to bond with in a way. Maybe not like the main character, but a supporting character is always a, a there's nothing wrong with killing a supporting character as long as it as it fits the purpose of the movie and it it drives the audience to feel a certain way and come out of the movie feeling another way. Right. You know, and Marvel doesn't know how to do it. They they won't right. do it. It's it's kind of like they go, okay, we're gonna kill off this guy, and then they go, we feel really bad about killing him. We need to bring him back, you know. It's like, uh, you know what? Stand behind what you said. Put your foot down on it. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm right there with you on that. I I, I just I'm kind of like I felt like they they could have done more with Zod. Yeah, he definitely he we could have done a lot more with him. I'm sure. Like he's a character that you would like to see later. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's why, you know, I, I'm not saying it wasn't unjust that he got his neck broken. I was just kind of like, uh, you killed him off too soon. And I was like, oh. he had such potential. Yeah, it was, it, you know, it's kind of like you, you just kind of go, it was going so well. Yeah, and I felt the same way about uh, Red Skull. You know, when they got rid of him in uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, and. I felt like they left the door open for him to come back since technically he wasn't dead. They just transported him to somewhere else yeah, exactly. with, the, with, the, with the Tesseract. And I was bummed to hear that Hugo Weaving, like we've talked about before, won't, won't come back to reprise his role as Red Skull because he's, he's an amazing Red Skull. He's perfect. He's one of my favorite villains of all time. Right. And he's just great. But he won't do it. He won't yeah. do it. You're Which listening now, Hugo. I hope you're listening to this. Yeah, Agent Smith. I mean, Hugo Weaving. Just uh, just keep in mind that you'll be the best, but you'll never truly be the best because you quit. Yeah, you're making a grown man here feel a little sad inside right now. Yeah, a little broken inside. Little Steven inside of the big Steven is just like, you're. he's very, very sad right now because of you. Yeah, but we won't cry. We won't cry because we're grown men. Grown men. Um, so... Yeah, I uh, I can definitely see where you're coming to coming from too. Though um, Superman's not the kind of actual character that kills his kills his villains, and like you said, an option C was probably there, and everybody just probably misses misses it or missed it, and we're probably meant to, but right. 
Um, I felt like I, I at least felt like it was justified. Do you think? Now the other thing people have problems with is the uh, the destruction, all the the metropolis destruction. Do you feel like it was unwanted or it's justified? Um, you know what? I'm gonna say justified because I mean, really, truthfully, this is kind of his first fight. You know, you're not gonna break a few eggs, or you're not gonna make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. You know, honestly, and, and really, truthfully, he's going against military people. Of course, you know, some things are going to, you know, it's just kind of showing the casualties of war and it's going to be more epic because, you know, you've got Superman involved. You, you know? make a very good point there. You make a you very know? good point. This I, is his first fight. It's going to be very dirty and it's going to be very clumsy even right. so. You and, know, and that's what, that's he only what, learned to fly yesterday. Yeah, you just barely learned to fly, you know. And now you're fighting some guys that, you know, military training and everything. Of course, there's going to be some bad things going down. Of course, you're going to get your butt handed to you a few times. You know, you might get in a punch or two. But really, truthfully, you're not going to be able to protect that building. Sorry, it's going to get broken. No, you won't. You're not. Do you think he probably x-ray visioned like the whole city to see if he was going to be doing damage, like collateral damage to people? when he was in this fight or do you think that I hadn't even crossed his mind to be honest with you I even for Superman I don't think that would even crossed his mind that wouldn't even cross my mind I've been like I've been like in fight or flight mode and it's like okay hey, I've got to do this you know I'm not going to be thinking okay I got to worry about the pedestrians you know I mean yeah he's going to worry about them but rookie superhero man rookie superhero yeah exactly you're, you're seeing him at his do I want to say worst I don't know if worst is the right word it's not certainly a, not kind but he's not, uh he's not doing his you know he's, he's not amateur a game yeah you know we're we're talking noob here this is like how i play call of duty right now so. even for a noob though i think he actually uh you know he still came out on top right so it's a it's a win yeah no um he, he's taken on more than just one person yeah you gotta count that as a win if you did that well yeah definitely agree with you there although at, at a certain point, I was like, okay, is the destruction going to stop? I mean, it was building after building after building after building. And, you know, no, we had never seen this kind of wanton destruction from, I don't think, any other superhero movie, like, ever caused by just the one and two heroes, but, or uh, characters, but... Um, at a, I, I, I agree that it was justified, but at a certain point I was just like, okay, enough, enough buildings. Okay. I think, you know, you've, you've well covered it, you know? Right. Well, but, and I think, you know. I think they were kind of competing with, you know, Avengers, you know, cause I mean, yeah, they did more damage than the Hulk did in a, in a way, kind of a thing. But I think they were just kind of showing, look how more epic, you know, Superman's battles are compared to the whole Avenger team fighting off you know, an alien race kind of a thing. You know, I think that's probably what they were going for. And, and, you know, really truthfully, that's just my opinion and I'm not trying to justify it, but that's just kind of what goes through my head. Hmm. Yeah. I'm with you there as well. This was a movie that I think kind of personified the hero's journey. Don't you think? Oh, definitely. definitely. You know, to a T. To a T. It was just, we we meet Clark Kent. We understand where he is, and then he learns information about himself, and he 
he receives answers to a lot of his questions and then he finds a, a quest and he journeys in his quest and he he wins in the end right and i and i appreciate that something else has been on my mind though about the uh, dc ex- I, I don't know if it's the cinematic universe or they call it the extended universe but um between dc and marvel marvel was already beginning phase two when man of steel came out and honestly do you see any solid reasons besides the dark knight trilogy being there for why dc did not answer the call to marvel's phase one and two like in a, in a timely manner I kind of want to say I would look at the success rate of their previous superhero movies or, or not even so much their superhero movies, but even movies that they've made comic books off of, you know, I mean the, the success rate that they've had, I mean, look at the, the Batman movies before Batman begins and, and all that, you know, it, it just kind of was like, what are we doing wrong? You know? And I think it just kind of, took them to watch Marvel for a second and go, okay, now is the time we got to do this. You know, Mar- Marvel's got such a head start in front of us. It's either now or ne- never, you know, it's, it's, you know, crap or get off the toilet seat right now. Kind of thing for them is what I felt. Well, that's the scary thing as well, because if this does, if Batman V Superman doesn't land, it's, it it's going to be a hard road to hoe for for dc after that the thing that might save them is suicide squad and that'll that could bring back the focus if batman v superman is bad which i am you know 98 percent sure it's not i was gonna say i have more hope more belief that superman versus batman is gonna have a better box office hit than suicide squad and that's just my predictions and mostly it's because right I'm not a big fan of Jared Leto, and that's my personal opinion. I just kind of look at their Joker and I go, that's just Jared Leto playing the Joker. It's not really the Joker to me, you know? Huh, yeah. But but other than that, I'm super excited for Suicide Squad. I mean, watching the trailers, that one where they did Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody to it. Oh, yeah, it was phenomenal. I was like pure genius right there. And And I think that's what it is, is I think really truthfully what makes a movie now is the trailers before the movie comes out. If you're hooked by the trailer, you're going to want to go see the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I oh. it, they're they're everything. And yeah. Batman Superman's uh marketing for their trailers has been just spot on pretty other much. Than, other than the Super Bowl, I I I agree with you on that. And uh, oh, did you not like the uh, Turkish Airlines? No, I was kind of like, okay, really? I was like you get Captain America Civil War Super Bowl trailer you know, you get Deadpool. I was like, okay, that was phenomenal. Then you get these Turkish airlines. I was like, I'm let down by you. <laughs> I was like, it's like DC, you did it again. You're screwing it up. You're you're ruining everything. Uh, like, you better you better redeem yourself right now. Think what you've done. Go sit in the corner. And then they did. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you can come out of the corner now. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with you. So after revealing Doomsday, they listened to the fans and they took it to heart and they, they switched it up and they're like, okay, here you go. 
and then everybody's like back on board. I'm in. Yeah. You know. No, so so yeah, what what the trailer brings out is what makes people want to go see it. So I'm standing to that. Yeah. I'm gonna have to stick to that one too. Yeah, they they've done a great job with their trailers and their T V spots and now that's all kind of over and now it's just the next six, seven day wait until the movie premieres and we all get to find out you know what it's really like it's going to be two and a half hours of pure ecstasy for me probably i better not get a big drink for that one that was oh yeah you better not you can uh, that was bad for me during the star wars movie i was like he's serious I drink at the beginning i was like i really have to pee and i was like no nope, not gonna do it i'm gonna watch this movie i'm gonna sit in here and watch the whole thing i'm gonna finish off my legs like a girl <laughs> I can imagine your wife just sitting there being like, okay, you're being totally weird now. Why are you doing that? Yeah. I'm like, I'll, you know what? I'll pee in this chair before I leave. You're like, do you not see the empty ginormous big gulp in front of me? Exactly. I was like, where's the popcorn to soak up some of that liquid? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need, I need bread. Does anybody have bread in the theater? Does anybody have bread? Exactly. Someone had to have had bread. I'll pay you back. I'll ask him next time. Yeah, you might want to get that next time. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring bread for Superman, Batman. If it's gonna be that long of a movie. Nah, me. It's just gonna be a. It's just gonna be a small drink. I maybe a can, a can of soda. I'll, I'll bring in. Somehow, you know, they won't see it, and then uh, it'll be. Let's see. What's my What's my candy of choice? Um. It's not really like a kind of a movie candy, but I'll, I'll take a, a good Snickers any day of the week during a movie. But uh, I like uh, Reese's Pieces are good. Mm. Some Reese's Pieces are, uh, what was I thinking? Um, Swedish Fish. You know, they're good yeah. picks. I like actual food in movies. I'll, I'll eat a good plate of nachos during a movie. That's true. Yep. As long as I'm not too loud. <laughs> I don't want to bother people. See, I could care less. As long as my phone's not out, I feel, you know, I'm not bothering you. It's like if if they'll let me have the nachos in the movie, be prepared for me to get loud. Exactly. Well, popcorn's loud, whether yeah. it is or not. But it's very nature. Yeah. Yeah, nothing you can do about that. Yeah. But yeah, I think Man of Steel is a great movie, and I think it, it fits in well in the in the whole realm of DC everything. And yeah, I think it's a, it's, it was a good starting point to kick things off. Yeah. And I, and I honestly hope that everything just ties everything else together. And I, I, I think man of steel is under underrated by most. I feel like it was a, I felt like it didn't receive the success and uh, adoption that it kind of deserved. Oh, I agree. I, I, I think you get websites like Rotten Tomato, and I'm like, you know what? I feel they're paid to just be negative as hell. Sometimes yeah. I think they are. Sometimes I don't. I'm not you so know, sure. I don't know. I, I'm like, you know what? You can't say every movie's bad. Yeah. Certainly gave Deadpool a good rating. It like got a 86. Oh, really? Yeah, Deadpool got an 86. Uh-huh. Yeah, I still need to go see that. How sad is that? Zootopia got like a 90-something percent rating. And Zootopia is awesome. All right. Okay, so maybe they do well. But I just feel, you know, critics, I think, I feel they're always harsh. 
They yeah. do tend to be, don't they? Well, yeah. they, they kind of have to be very critical, and sometimes that overplays itself in what they write right. or, or, or say. And, you know, it can, it, can, uh, it can break a movie sometimes for people. You're just like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh well. You know, such is life. Right, exactly. But, yeah. Um, I'm super excited for Batman v Superman, though. It's it's gonna like I've said it's just been waiting three years for this movie, you know, since Man of Steel. I was like, what are they going to do next? Yeah. And when they announced Batman v Superman, I was like, hell's to the yeah. Yeah, super excited. Give it to me. Take all my money. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll use a Kevin Smith reference. Take all my money. Take it all. Take, take my kids. Take my take everything. You know. Right. I'll be looking for every little Easter egg in there. I really want them to mention Nightwing and the Dick Grayson because he's my favorite. Right. I hope they they reference him because he better show up in one of the, you know, Batman follow up movies, solo films that they're gonna do. True. I just want I just want to see Dick Grayson, flying off of a a flagpole, hanging from a building, and just land on some fool and then knock him out with his you know his uh his electric electrified sticks. That's what right. I want to see. And then Batman's like, I don't need your help. Yeah, exactly. The the, the classic <laughs> line, I don't need your help. He's like, yeah. apparently you do, old man. Yeah, no. No, I'm a, I, I would love to see that, too. That'd be great. He's such an under underplayed character in most of, like, everything. He doesn't get enough airtime, in my opinion. True. Although he's, he's actually... Uh, He's made several appearances in the uh, most recent Batman uh, animated films. Um, have you seen any of them? Uh, I just watched Son of Batman. Yeah. 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 He made his. He made a good, uh, a fair cameo in there, and. Uh, yeah, and I like those. I I really enjoy those, and I'm like, I'm glad those are on there. If you saw, if you saw and liked that, you would really like. And you want to see more Nightwing? I would highly recommend watching uh, Batman: Bad Blood because that carries a lot of the story from uh, Batman and Robin, uh, where Dick Grayson becomes uh, Batman because Batman goes missing, and uh-huh. someone needs to no someone needs to be Batman because people are worried that Batman's gone missing and that he's dead. So you know, Dick takes the he puts on the cape and cow and he's like, I hate wearing this thing. He's like, I hate it. And one of my, I won't spoil too much for you or anything like that, but he's like talking to Damien, Damien. And he's like, you think you can, you know, Damien's like, you think you can be Batman. You've, you've always wanted to. He's like, are you kidding me? I spent most of my life trying to get away from being Batman and, and being him. When I was first Robin, I wanted to be him. I idolized him, but then I realized I didn't know Bruce or Batman at all. <laughs> you know? And I was like, gosh, this is awesome. This is exactly what I wanted to hear. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up now. Oh, it's, it's so it good. Anyway. You get some prime, like, Nightwing fighting at the beginning, which is oh, great. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Alright, I'll look for it online somewhere. And in the middle between... Uh, Batman Bad Blood and Son of Batman there's Batman versus Robin and Nightwing's also in that one and does some fighting as well okay so there's so. two of them I need to go look out for yeah you can okay. always come borrow them from me because I have both of those okay, I might do that yeah you might have to do that I've got a I've got a 
I've got an assortment of animated films because DC's animated films are just my goodness they're 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 immaculate they're perfect right I Marvel Marvel can try all they want to like beat Warner Brothers animation but they they won't they they just can't because Warner Brothers does it right yeah did you ever see like Justice League War or uh, Throne of Atlantis uh I just actually watched that like two nights ago with my daughter Throne of Atlantis? No, uh, Justice League War. How much did you like it? I loved it. It, it was it was great. My I loved Shazam in that one. Oh, exactly. He was like the best part. My daughter loves Shazam now. She saw him, and she's just in love with Shazam now. Like she loves Batman, but she's like, I love Shazam. Yeah. No. It, see, I I can't get my daughter away from Hawk Girl. I I don't know what it is, and I like Hawk Girl, but it's just funny that that's what she wants. I'm like, I kind of make her wings and a helmet, and just make like a Nerf mace for her or something one day. Absolutely. Because yeah. she's always going around going, I'm Hawk Girl, and she's acting like she's flying around. And she does the ha noise. And Call her Shiara. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, absolutely. I'm just like ah, one of these days when I have time. Did you uh, hear they're trying to bring Young Justice back? Are they? Yes, there's a fan petition out, and you should probably go find this if you like the show like I do. I did. I saw both two seasons. So. Oh, both seasons are just, like I said, you can't beat Warner Brothers animation oh, and their their TV and movies. They're just well, so good. Well, and the storyline was great. Yeah, it was great writing. Super impressive writing, in fact. You know, and the character developments that you see throughout the whole show are just, that's what people really want to see. They want to see their characters grow and change. Right. And you definitely, you know, you get that from Young Justice. So there's a petition out uh, for fans to, you know, say, hey, we want Young Justice back. We want we want it to come back. And there's they've opened the possibilities for that. The uh, showrunners and the producers are like, if there's enough people watching it on Netflix and there's a petition and people make the push, they'll do it. Right. So I'm like, heck yeah, let's let's call all my friends, get all my buddies, call every nerd you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. I'll do it. I'll yeah. look up and sign the petition. Me too. So totally in. But the hour is late, and uh, oh, it's so know, late. It's so late. And now it's time for me to start watching Daredevil. <laughs> it's like 1 o'clock in the morning and I'm ready to go watch Daredevil and I probably should be going to sleep because I have like a I have a meeting in the morning. I have a meeting at like I have a I have a call at uh, 9:30 and then I have a I have a meeting with my product marketing manager at 10 and whole whole day filled with meetings and yeah, I don't envy stuff. you. Well, I'm going to try and sleep in a little. Because I don't work tomorrow, so. Oh, you lucky dog. I know, but I've been dog. running about four hours of sleep every night this week, so. Well, it's just what dads and and moms and working parents do. It's true. Mostly. Well, yeah. Uh, once again, we like to thank all those who listen. If you've got if you've got thoughts or you got an idea and something that you want us to chat about, tweet us. We're at uh, at Sons of Comics on Twitter. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook. Uh, if you want to uh, donate to our podcast, you can always go to Patreon 
and find us on Patreon and donate whatever pocket lint and pocket change you got. Always appreciated. Um, you can also find us on Podbean. That's where we originate from. And let's see. I know I'm, I'm probably missing one thing. There's always just that one last thing that I'm missing. But, yes, we're also sponsored by, uh, by Comic Bento. If you don't know what Comic Bento is, you can get $50 worth of comics and graphic novels for under 20 bucks a month. So you get a sweet set of comic books and graphic novels for the price for 50, you know, 50 bucks worth. And they always do an interesting theme. This month's theme is powerless. So superheroes that don't actually have superpowers. So that includes, you know, your Batman probably or or maybe a, a Punisher, you know. And uh, you get all kinds of comics from uh, Vertigo, from DC, Marvel, uh, Valiant, uh Dark Horse. Nice. Uh, what's the other one I'm missing? Boom. Boom. What's the one spawns from? Uh, oh, image? image. Image. Yeah, Image. Can't go wrong with them. Mm-mm. So, yeah, check out Comic Bento. Go get yourself some comics. Enjoy yourself. Treat yourself. So, yeah, do that. And, uh, yeah, you'll be hearing from us soon. And thanks again to Cameron Monk for being on the show with us today. Ah, uh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. No doubt. Same here. 